Welcome to the New Work Revolution podcast on NewWorkRevolution.com. Take your business leadership to the next level and join the revolution. Here's your host, Brandon Allen. All right. Welcome to the New Work Revolution podcast here on NewWorkRevolution.com. This is your host, Brandon Allen, and I'm excited to bring you another terrific leadership and management podcast this week. So today I got a little inspiration. I was uh, talking with my wife and we were talking about the book from Brene Brown called Rising Strong. And as we were talking about this, my wife was talking about chapter six and and chapter six, I can't remember the name of the chapter in the book, but it, it basically talks about how sometimes we get into this mode where when people let us down or when things aren't working out the way we want to with other people, we always assume the worst in people. Now, not everyone's like this, but when I think about that from a leadership and management standpoint, I told my wife, I was like, oh my God, like, tell me what that is about. Let's talk about that more. And, and the premise of the chapter is really centered around this question that uh, Brene Brown's uh, therapist had posed to her from an experience that she had. And it said, what if... This person that you're mad about is doing their best. And I thought about that and I looked at my wife and I thought, oh my God, that's so brilliant. From a leadership standpoint, I can relate to what that looks like and the frustrations that Brene had about this other person and how it gets in our way from a leadership standpoint. And so I I started thinking about that. I started thinking about, okay, what if the people around us are doing the very best that they can. And so I, I started to think about my own experience. And when I started out as a as a manager and I got my first leadership assignment, and I've told this story a thousand times and I'll tell it uh, 10,000 more, I really expected people to be just like me. I was very intense. I was very driven. And I just didn't have any patience for people that I felt like were mailing it in or not giving their best. And the biggest problem that that really existed in this whole situation was not other people. It was my own issues with my own perfectionism, with my own values that told myself over and over again, Brandon, you're not enough. You're not enough and you've always got to be striving more. You're never doing as much as you can. There's always more you can do. You can always do better. I was never, ever satisfied. And at some level, I I wore that as a badge of honor, like I'm never satisfied. You know, I'm always pushing myself to the next level. But the problem is I kept pushing that value on other people. And I always expected other people to value growth, to value doing their best at the same level that I did. But the problem was, is where that came from for me was not a healthy place. It was a place of scarcity. It was a place of fear. It was a place of self-doubt. It was not a good place. And I tried to push people in that same place because I felt like if that's a driver for me, that should be a driver for you. And I made that a part of every uh, conversation from a management standpoint, every training opportunity. I It was a constant theme. The problem with it is, is I eventually burned people out. I burned people out. They didn't want to work with me. They did the exact opposite of things that I asked them to do. It was not a good situation. I was not being a good leader for 
those people. And when I think about this from a bigger management leadership standpoint, we can be too hard on people and be upset when they're not showing up the way we expect them to. And we always have these expectations of, hey, this is how you you showed up, but what I wanted you to do is show up this way. And we start to create this message for people that you're not enough. You're not good enough. You're not enough for me because you don't show up in this way. In this mode, we're never satisfied with our employees' performance, never. And I think about this. A lot of times I'll ask people where this comes from. And this can come from a lot of different areas. For me personally, this comes from the fact that I didn't have a dad growing up. So I felt a high sense of neglect in my life. And so all I did for the first probably 32, 33 years of my life is I tried to show people all the time how good I was and how good I was doing. I wanted people to know that I'm not screwed up. I'm just fine. And, and it drove me. It was a real driver for me. But the problem was, is you can, I, can't, I could never prove it to myself. That was never going to happen for me the way that I wanted it to. I was always stuck in trying to do more, trying to be more. And I liken this, when I, when I talk with clients, a lot of times this comes from a parent, a parental relationship when we act like this. And we always, we think about the mom or the dad that was never satisfied, who never loved us unconditionally, who never said you're enough. And so we carry that on and we say, well, gosh, you know what? This is how my dad always treated me, or this is how my mom always treated me. So this is how I treat other people. And then I ask the question that's always the elusive obvious. I always say, look, did you enjoy that growing up as a kid? It always gets quiet. They think about it and they, and they realize immediately they start laughing like, no, I hated that. In fact, I hated my dad for that, or I hated my mom for that because I felt like I was never enough. It was never good enough. So I think about that and I say, okay, if you don't like that, why in God's name are you doing it to someone else? And the reality is, is we don't do this because we're bad people. We don't do this because we want to make other people's lives hard, but it's easy to default to a pattern of behavior that we know and that we're comfortable with. And here's the rub. When I'm talking to people, they're business owners. When people talk to me in my younger years, I was successful. And this is where it goes back to something I've always said is you can win in life and in business with a bad strategy. But at some point, that bad strategy is going to get exposed and you're going to be exposed in the process. So when I'm talking to people and they carry around this burden or they carry around this approach, the reality is, is they've gotten to a certain point where they can be successful. They've been successful with coaching or not coaching, but in their business, and they're they're engaged in coaching because they are successful. So now they're realizing that there's a their strategy is flawed, but it has gotten them to a certain point. So they're not necessarily worried about that at a, at a high level. And if we're really examining this situation, 
when we look at people this way, when we look at people as not doing their best, or we look at someone and we've all done this, what's wrong with that person? How could they do that? Why would they do that with their kids? Why would they do that in their job? Why would they live their life that way? How come their house doesn't look better? How come they don't take care of their yard? We do all these things, right? But at the root of this, what's the common denominator of all these statements and comments that we make? It's self-righteousness. And we can't be effective leaders in our business, in our homes, if we are coming from a self-righteous standpoint where we think, my God, my way is the only way. I'm better than you. What the hell is wrong with you? Get with the program. It just doesn't work. So I always look at a, a uh, an axiom. It's called Hanlon's razor. And Hanlon's razor says that don't assume, don't assume bad intentions over neglect and misunderstandings. Or if someone doesn't come through for you, don't assume malice. Assume that it was simple oversight. But how often do we see someone who let us down in some way, shape, or form, and what do we do? We assume the worst. We assume that person doesn't care. We assume that person's not trying. We assume that person's not giving their best effort. But what if we flipped that around? What if we flipped it around and said, gosh, what if this person is doing the best that they can? What if this person is doing their very best? I mean, that changes everything, doesn't it? I mean, it really changes the way that we look at a situation. And the reason why this is so helpful is for two reasons, I think. And the first one is, it allows us to focus on what is. When we, have, when we assume that people are doing their best, we can now focus on what is, not what is not. But that's typically what we look at, right? What is not? Why they should be here? Why are they not doing this? But when I focus in the present and I think this person did the best they can, now I can have a real candid conversation about what is happening. Is there a lack of training? How do I hold this person accountable? Am I not doing that at a good job? Am I not supporting their growth? Do I not understand their goals enough? Do I not understand where they're going? Do I not understand their obstacles? Am I not communicating and checking in? What is it that's going on today that has created this situation? And there's a lot of different reasons why we don't uh, approach this situation in a healthy way. And I think a lot of it comes from the fact that we just think this person's not qualified. They're not good enough. But let's assume they are good enough. Let's assume that no one gets up in the morning and looks at themselves in the mirror and says, gosh, I'm going to suck today. I'm just going to go to work and I'm going to do a terrible job and it's going to be awesome. I don't believe that people wake up and, and feel that way. So what if your employees, your kids, your spouse, what if they're doing the best that they can? How can you focus on what is versus what it should be or could be or what it isn't? And it, and at the and it in the grand scheme of things, the second thing for me is that when I assume that people are doing their best, I come up I come up from a place that is less judgmental. And the problem is, is if I judge people, I automatically put them below me. If I'm better than you, you're below me. And if I'm below, if you're below me, I'm going to treat you that way. Even if I maybe don't want to, even if I don't want to be that kind of person, I'm going to show up that way as a human being. I'm better than you. Look at what you've done. 
I can't coach people in that space. When I coach people, I say, look, people are capable of having, uh, are, are, are they have their own hopes and dreams and a desire to make a difference. They are people who have, uh, they are greater than their thoughts and, and conclusions about themselves. Um, they're capable of their own answers. These are things that I have to uh, have a mindset for when I'm leading people and I'm coaching people. I have to have that mindset. I can't have that mindset if I'm judging people. I can't. If I have a judgmental filter or a judgmental mind, I'm going to approach them in a judgmental way. I'm going to look down on how they behave and I'm going to see them as someone who is less than me. This is huge. So when you're working with your team this week, when you're coaching your team, focus on what is, focus on how you can hold them accountable in that state, assess what they need to get to that next level and assume that people are doing their best. I would love to hear how this goes as you try this out. If you found this particular episode helpful, please hit me up at newworkrevolution.com. You can hit me up at Twitter at B160Allen. You can find me on Facebook. Uh, I'm all over the interwebs. So again, I want to thank you for listening this week. Like the show and rate it in iTunes if you haven't yet. And I will talk to you again next week. Thanks for listening to the New Work Revolution podcast on newworkrevolution.com. Until next time, take your business leadership to the next level and join the revolution.